misses. Brock isn't dead. It's just sleuthing. With your host, Willie Whitebread, and Mark Audio Slave Stewart. ever podcast rock isn't dead it's just sleeping with me willie whitebread and mark audio slave stewart god you're such a fucker shut so up. we just <laughs> we essentially wanted to make a podcast because we're semi nervous and semi afraid of the direction that rock and roll is going in these days and we kind of wanted to you know, bring forth a little bit of modern rock and roll, what's happening in rock and roll today, and, you know, do a little bit of comparisons of what's happened in rock and roll previously, because, to put it plainly, uh, the shit that's coming out today on the radio is fucking awful. Kind of makes me want to bash my head into drywall. So, <laughs> so um, well, the first episode we're going to do is about our experiences at the Welcome to Rockville Festival that... When was that? May third, fourth, and fifth. Correct. That was pretty, pretty badass this year. I must say, it was it was more more than usual. And it's cool because it's usually a two day festival, but the last couple of years they've been doing it. Um, they've been made it made it three days. And the cool part about it is, before you know, you had to pay three hundred fifty bucks, you know, for for you and your significant other to go view these badass lineups and these badass bands, um, but they wouldn't tell you the they wouldn't tell you the lineup before you paid for the fucking tickets which was pretty stupid cuz you know you got you've got your cool bands that you want to see you know like your corn and your tool and all that kind of shit but you'd also have fucking like papa roach and three days grace which nobody gives one single solitary three fuck days about. grace wasn't there this they, year no they weren't there this year which i'm very surprised about cuz they always try to weasel their fucking way into uh, everything like yeah, papa roach yeah, yeah. papa roach made it right uh, uh papa roach was yeah there I mean, if, if put it this way, if Papa Roach didn't play Welcome to Rockville or on on the festival circuit across the country, they wouldn't be able to feed their children. What's that dude's name? What's his? What's uh, is it? Jacoby? I, I I don't know. He was. I think he was in that like some fucking dumb he looks show. Burnt the fuck out. Well, he though. is because he sucks. Like but if I walk I around, see, I like <laughs> you know some of the songs by Papa Roach aren't aren't so bad. You know, it's it's a chick band. You know, that's how I look at it. Papa Roach is. Definitely one of the bands that the chicks like to gravitate towards at the festival. Why though? Because they think? have a lot of they have a lot of hits. They have a lot of sing-alongs. You know that the girls love those sing-alongs. You know, well, at least they still played you know radio rock. At, you know when when rock and roll was still actually on the radio, not like this like fucking ridiculous shit that they play on the radio. I mean, now. you didn't see the girls gravitating over to Meshuggah. Well, <laughs> they were just sure. dragged to Meshuggah. I don't really know even what was at Papa Roach anyway, because the last few years that they've been there, I've been. Purposefully eating a corn dog, listening to their shit, <laughs> shit, just shit. But anyway, so it's a three-day festival, and this year's lineup, the it was pretty badass. It was uh, what Tool, Evanescence, Corn. Yeah, you have Rob Zombie, Shine Down, Judas Priest was there. Judas uh, Priest, Incubus. Was that dude there. looked like he was gonna fucking die when he came you know, on stage. The Prodigy, they weren't there. Well, and yeah. the Crystal Method. Uh, did you get did you get a chance to catch the Crystal Method? I think that's when I was in place of the Prodigy. <laughs> I think I was in a drunk tizzy at that at that point. Well, I'll I'll tell you what, 
they were terrible. Really? Oh man, their their EQ on their sound was horrible. You know, it wasn't. You know, because the guy in the, in the sound booth was like, you know, this this is a fucking rock show, so I'm not going to EQ anything for 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 you guys because you guys are EDM. And so basically, you know, I don't know if it was it was their fault or the sound guy's fault, but it sounded awful. Well, you see, that's why I chose Mark, the audio slave, here to be to be on the show with me because he's over here talking about fucking EQs and shit. I wouldn't be able to pick an EQ at Walmart if it was at a fucking sale. Well, there's different <laughs> shapes to different different sound schemes for different <laughs> genres. I mean, you, you got to look at it, you know, in, in, in that format. You well, know, yeah. like I said, you're the instrumental master. I'm just an over opinionated asshole that happens to like rock and roll. What did you think about Tom Morello's set? I, I was going to get into that a little bit more with Hiro the Hero, that band. There's there's this band that played Hiro the Hero, and it they they really really made like the the goosebumps come oh. up on my neck. I mean, they sound a lot like Rage. Right, and that's and that's what led me to that with Tom Morello stuff is because I heard that Hiro the Hero band. That was the first band that I happened to hear when I got there. And then Tom Morello came on, and, and I was just sitting there like I just expected so much more. Yeah, because I was a little <laughs> disappointed with him. I mean, I guess uh, Zach De La Rocha, he, he did not want Tom Morello using his voice. Did, yeah. did you notice that? Yeah. Did you notice that he was playing a lot of other songs, like for Audio Slave and stuff, and they were using Chris Cornell's voice? No problem. But when it came for Rage's montage, they, 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 <sighs> they did not have any vocals whatsoever. Um, I was kind of disappointed at the end of his set because the end of his set was kind of like, I don't know. To me, it's, it's it was some kind of weird Tom Morello, uh, uh, bluesy, funky <laughs> type, yeah. type weird soul sister type thing. I don't yeah. know. It, it wasn't it wasn't for me. Well, the, I kind of how I thought about it in my own head is it's kind of like getting getting a blowjob and ha- and they suck at it. You know what I mean? So it's like you're you're stoked that it's happening, right. but you're you're just sitting there kind of like uncomfortable in your own skin, not knowing what to do with your fucking hands. Like I found, you know? I, I found <laughs> myself like looking at looking at my uh, schedule and was like, okay, who's coming on on next? You know? Yeah. And 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 plus, they only in in that Hiro the Hero band, they sound so much like the lead singer sounds so much. Oh man, they're like well, Zach those guys Zaroka. are fresh. They have talent. I mean, they, yeah. they, those guys are on the, uh, the brink of becoming a pretty big success, in yeah. my opinion. Yeah, Hiram, Hiram Fenton, that's, that's that dude's name. And when they came on, like, it, it flashed me back to the Rage Against the Machine days. And, I mean, because it's just, it's literally uncanny how much that guy sounds like Zach Delaroque. And I don't even understand much why the, the whole angst between Zach Delaroca and, and, and Rage Against Machine even happened. I know he wanted to go off and do his thing and save the world or whatever the fuck, but they just well, had so much promise. It seems like it happens every every five, six years, but there was a picture just recently um, generated on the internet I saw on my Facebook page by the drummer of Rage Against the Machine, mm-hmm. and they're kind of like, you know, they were all on separate podiums, and they were all like, you know, he and the drummer were call, was all like, oh, well, you know, maybe we can we can all try one more time to get back together, and you know, I just think like, you know, it's like it's why even post that because they're they're not gonna get back together, right? Well, they did for a tour, didn't they? Like years ago, like a couple. They did. They like did. one tour, and they played in like what, like Vegas and L.A., the cliche places that they would play. You know, um, and it was, you know, that, that kind of shit. It's kind of like the system of a down thing. Like, I, I, I haven't been able to catch them and, and whatever. What? What's this say? Rage Against Machine, hint at a reunion. When was this? An emotional photo. 
Oh, so it's not, it's just, what is this, more just Facebook propaganda, or is there any it's, way to it's, it? It's got to be, because, you know, the, supposedly the drummer posted it, but guess what? It's not happening, guys. That it's not sucks. happening. And that sucks, too, because it seems like all these, all the good bands that, that could be, and they could make so much fucking They're money. one of my favorite bands ever. I mean, yeah. you know, I know they're very political, and that's what they do, and that's what they're good at. Right. You know, so, okay. Dude. Get, get back together. Come up with something, because Morello, on your own, you're, well, you're yeah. not, you know, you're, you're right. not what you're supposed to be. Fucking Shakespeare without a pen. Yeah, he's, he's a one-trick pony with right. a lot of his, his, his guitar, you know. Well, but. not saying he's not a fucking fantastic Oh, I'm not saying player. he's not fantastic at what he does. Right. But, you know, you can only take so much of, yeah, stay off you know. the fucking wah pedal, man. I mean, honestly, the wah pedal, is, 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 that's his signature. <laughs> stay off but the wah pedal. That's his signature, and that's what he likes to do. Right. Well, he's good at it. And, and master your it. craft, I guess. Yeah, definitely mastered, but mastered that. I remember, like, with Rage Against the Machine, I remember I was, like, 15, and my dad was still at work, and I uh, we had a pool at the time, and I had a bunch of friends over swimming and shit. My dad had this – my dad's always been, like, super hardcore into audio, like – I mean, everything was top of the line at that time, Bose and Klipsch and everything like that. And so we had, he had a badass outdoor, outdoor um, speaker setup. And we were out there swimming in the pool unnecessarily, doing ridiculous shit, and just blasting Rage Against the Machine. My dad came home, and it was, you know, fuck you, don't do what you oh, told, yeah, do what yeah. they told That's you. Or whatever. <laughs> and, and that was blasting. And my dad was always one of those, like, keep up with the Joneses, like, image type folks. And so, like, I got my fucking ass beat so hard over Rage Against the Machine. <laughs> and got, I'll never I got that. suspended for Rage Against the Machine. Really? Oh, yeah. Okay, so I was in music theory class. And um, we were uh, every Friday we had to bring in our, you know, a, a tape. It was back then. It was, it was tapes and, you know, before CDs. And so I brought the tape in, and I got it right to the queue of, of you know, know your enemy. And um, so the song comes on over the loudspeaker, and uh, it was I, I really didn't know that there was there there was a there was a, a f bomb in that song, but apparently you do now. it was you did quick fight the war, <laughs> fuck the norm. Right. And as soon as the teacher heard that, he's like, "You're going to the office right now." You know, <laughs> he wasn't. Right he was now. not fucking around, and I got suspended for that, you know. But it was yeah. worth it, you know. Looking back on it, and see that's and there's I like that's that's one of my main points is you don't see like there's music doesn't come out where where you're literally gonna get suspended for. I'm sure you can find some fucking hipster nobody has ever heard of shit that you know whatever, but nothing like Rage Against Machine that swept you know 16 to 19 year olds, 14 to 19 year olds everywhere across a nation oh, in one yeah. unanimous time. Oh yeah, you know. But anyway, so I mean, I saw them for the first time at Lollapalooza '92. I've never seen them. Or was it '93? Well, I was also it might have been '92 with Rage. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was also twelve. That was the same same year as uh, Alice in Chains was there, Pearl Jam, Soundgarden. Wait, real Alice in Chains? Tool was playing on the second stage. Lush, I remember a band oh, called Lush. Lush. Yeah, they're a great Lush. band. Jesus and Mary Chain was there. Wow. You know, it was it was a great. That was a great show. That, that Lollapalooza '92. Yeah. And I saw them in Stanhope, New Jersey. It just fucking it depresses me because it's such a reach to try to see. Like we're over here literally chomping at the bit and talking about how much we want to see Rage Against the Machine come back again, and and it's just not. And the, the fact that it's not gonna happen, uh, not happen, is is literally it just depresses me for for the future of rock and roll, you know? Because you know, well, you know, there's a lot of bands, you know, that members died and you know they they stopped touring for this and that and. 
it's just it's it's sad because you know it's just the reality of of music you know you have to you know eventually just be thankful for the shows that you did see and you didn't you weren't glued to your motherfucking camera phone on your damn ipad phone or whatever (laughs) and that's and that's another thing is is when we when i was at rockville i literally paid attention to that and i do it at every show like i've i've been i actually got into a fight with a dude like a, a physical fist fight with a dude over his phone at this bush concert that i went to in orlando like people just live like nobody fucking cares about about your video. What are you gonna send that to your buddy and and, and listen to the shitty? Are you audio gonna watch your it again? Game? You're not gonna watch it. I've never watched a, a concert video that I've recorded in my life over again. And you never will. And I never I mean, will. And it's okay. And if I want to see them live, I'll go to YouTube. You know, exactly. <laughs> I won't go to my video. I'll go to YouTube. Right. Somebody else is in the front fucking row. Right. And that's then that's when that EQ comes. If you're in, in the front you row, know? okay, maybe you should get the camera phone out. Well, well, this <laughs> is what I'm saying though, and and there there is a point to that. Is is you can have your phone out it's like a sending a postcard you can take a quick 20 second 30 second clip or snap a picture or something it's a it's a postcard like here check this out this is when i saw you know pearl jam and eddie vedder was i could smell his ball sweat but like <laughs> you don't like just to, to keep your fucking phone out and not only is it stupid for you it's stupid for everybody around you and behind you because the, the whole reason with that fist fight is because the dude was had a 12 inch ipad in front of him, over his head, and and I'm sitting here. I tap him on the shoulder. Like, hey, buddy, can you you mind putting that down? Like, I can't fucking see him. My old lady can't see. And he's like, no. And so I smack the fucking thing out of his hand, and we exchange blows over that shit. Like, it's just it's that's that's the modern day of music, and it's so it's just utterly disgusting to me that you're you're that you're not. Ugh. You're just not even an individual. Like you just literally live your entire life through a fucking phone screen, especially at a show. You pay three hundred and fifty dollars to go see these people, and you're gonna fuck. You can't encapture a show on a little iPhone. Like you just can't do it. You just you just no. You can't. can't. And it and it's just I it it pretty much what it boils down to is if you if you're one of those people that keep your phone out the whole show over your head, you're a fucking prick. Like you're you're literally a huge douchebag. I totally agree. And you remember when Rob Zombie was called like Rob Zombie? He stopped the show, uh, maybe like third or fourth song in, and he was he was kind of like, okay, for this next one, can you please, all you motherfuckers, put your phones away? You don't need them out for this next song. And I'll tell you what, ninety percent of the crowd put away their phone, and I was kind of like. That's cool because I didn't want to see your fucking lights from your phones in my face anyway the whole motherfucking time that you guys are, right. you know, performing. Right. And, uh, yeah, Rob Zombie. That was interesting. I've never seen him before. His theatrics were pretty – I thought he was spot on. John Five had, like, several different Telecasters, Fender Telecasters that he was using. And one specifically, his new one, had these LED lights that were – you know, bewildering. Like everybody in the whole crowd was like, "Oh, you know." It was. It was just. If you, if you want to check out the guitar, you can. I'm sure you can find it online. But it's 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 a sick sick guitar. Yeah, and John Five's awesome. Oh, I mean, he was the best guitar player of the whole whole festival. Uh, yeah, I mean, I would, one of them. I would you know, agree. one of them. You know, besides Rain Wolf, of course. Well, yeah, obviously. Oh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so that's another band that I got to see. Well, we all got to see, but I I got to feel. And it almost didn't happen because of the rainstorms, man. The rainstorms this year were no freaking joke. Yeah, they they kept us they kept us out of the festival. Well, the first day, what they they had a little rain spat. They were 
piping like war propaganda, please leave. And we all like the true punk rock demons that we are <laughs> sat there fucking firmly planted in the ground. Right. But uh, so Rainwolf, Rainwolf, if you guys don't haven't heard of them, they're a band based out of Seattle and they are absolutely fucking incredible. They stole the show this year at Rockville. Yeah. Like the guy, Jordan Cook's the lead singer's name. He's, he's changed. Um, he's changed like drummers and he's got a secondary guitarist there and they, he's, he's swapped through them a couple times, but Jordan Cook, he, uh, he has a lot of YouTube performances on KEXP radio on uh, YouTube. You can find him on YouTube. And if you haven't heard him, you, you really need to, to go check those guys out. Cause they're, they're one of those bands that come like one in a thousand in this modern, in this modern era. And it, it's one, another one of those bands that'll raise the, raise the rock and roll hair on the back of your neck. They, um, so anyway, we, uh, I was front row for them. Um, and they are pretty much my my favorite band, and he's he's pretty much my musical idol. I'm I'm blushing a little bit right now. <laughs> I, I'm pretty much the the male stalker of that band. So I uh, we listened to them, and they were fucking absolutely fantastic. Not only listening to them, they were great, but just the visual performance that they put on, they were spectacular in that aspect just alone. Because dude, this guy took. A microphone slung it over his shoulder, ran out into the crowd, and started killing it with one hand, mind you, playing guitar, playing that guitar, never, than playing in the guitar, <laughs> while his other hand was holding the microphone that was slung over his shoulder, and then he was not missing a beat. You know, it was just incredible. And, you know, and and they and they did something that not a lot of bands do. I've seen maybe one or two bands in the past do before. Is when they take they have a drummer and the drums are in the background like usual. But then they will take a secondary drum set and stick it to the front so that not just the, the bassist and the guitar pl- player and, and the singer are on stage. It's, you know, all, all the guys in the yeah. band are, are, are standing in line together. And I think that, you know, a lot of bands should, should probably yeah. take, take note and probably start doing that a lot more. I, I would, I would appreciate it more, you know, if they did that. And there's something to be said about that because, the, you know, the, obviously the stigma that the front man has the show. You know what I mean? Cause yeah. Every oh, show yeah. you go to, the front man has it. And, and, and Nirvana actually went into this a lot. They uh, they say that they they hated playing big venues because they're so far away from each other. You know, it's not even intimate anymore, you know? And uh, so there's something to be said about that. Oh, look at Kiss. Have you seen their last set, stage oh, set yeah. up for this year? Yeah. They, dude, they might as well just be playing in different arenas. Right. Let's just play through cell phones. Well, or they're, they're all rock divas anyway. Yeah, they, exactly. need, they need 10 yeah. yards apiece. Yeah, yeah. You know? My fire flames has to be bigger than his fire flames. Right, right. <laughs> so with Rainwolf, I was actually after their set, I was I was over there, godding and doting over them and and basically tearing up because I just saw my musical idol live and my wife, uh, Kristen, over the uh, over the side of my shoulder goes, "Hey, isn't that that blonde drummer from Rainwolf?" And I look over and there they are, standing over there, not fifty yards away. In all of their glory, in all of their wolfly glory, oh! <laughs> with nobody even standing. And this is the shitty part. And this is this is another thing that that made me want to create a podcast about modern rock and roll is because nobody was even, nobody even knew who the fuck they were. Dude, I've seen these, I've seen those guys like four years ago. I saw them at the Hangout Fest in Gulf Shores, Alabama, right. and they killed it. You know, and there was nobody there, dude. And half the people probably, if that 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 was at the show for Rockville yeah. this year. And I was like, these guys are going to be the next, you know, Gary Clark Jr. These, these guys are going to kill it, you know, on, yeah. I, and they're, they're still plugging along. But if you haven't checked out Rainwolf, you need to go check out Rainwolf because it's R E 
I G N W L L F. It's not, you know, rain. Like rain. Like, yeah, it's not like, wolf. oh, it's raining rain. Yeah, it's rain wolf. Right. But uh, these guys are, they're impressive. I mean. Right. And, uh, and meeting them was a pretty, pretty religious experience for me. Like I had my favorite hat on and I went up there and I, I, it was, I'm usually not, not at a loss for words cause I'm a pretty boisterous fucking human being, but I went and met this, this Jordan cook, this beautiful musician of our time. And I got him to sign my hat and I talked to him a little bit about what's, what's coming next. He just released an album. Um, I forgot. Can you pull up what that album name is? I completely forgot what his new album is. I have the vinyl at the house naturally, um, and it's fantastic too. But uh, he's, you know, they're going to be doing some new recordings with KEXP. They're they're really they're really big into that. Um, so anyway, he was an awesome guy. They played a fantastic fucking set. Uh, what do we got here? Hear me out. Hear me out. That's the uh, and and see that's cool that they put out an album because when he was still under Jordan Cook. He, he released uh, Seven Deadly Sins. That was his album under Jordan Cook, and it released in Canada. And ever since then, he, you know, for years he had come out with singles. You know, he's got singles like Hardcore, um, uh, uh, what else? Uh, Lonely Sunday, mm-hmm. uh, Into the Dark, you know, Are You mm-hmm. Satisfied, all that kind of jam. Um, and so Hear Me Out is his first, uh, first actual album under Rain Wolf. So we've got that Nakamura too, Fire Breather. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. And right now, um, if you happen to you know li- like them and listen to them and actually like them, they're on tour with the Who, so you can check them out with the Who. Oh so, yeah, <laughs> these guys, yeah. they're the real deal. They yeah. really are. Yep, that was his genuine. Really satisfied man. So speaking of cool, cool interactions with bands at Rockville, another one that I really loved, I mean, I'd heard them before, but never really heard, heard them, um, is In This Moment. Yeah, and I, I, I met uh, yeah, the band a few, a few years ago. I was working Rockville, and, and um, I, was, I was actually working for Limp Biscuit at the time. <laughs> and uh, the, only, the only person who needed anything from that band was Wes Borland. Wes Borland sent me to Walmart. He wanted me to get black train paint, uh, hair ties, like a hundred of hair, t- hundred hair ties. As if he's gonna throw them out. Well, he, I guess they were, they were going about to go on tour, you oh, know. Okay. So they were leaving the next day. The so he, he, he wanted to have that, tank. have that shit on hand, <laughs> and uh, poster boards and big red bubble gum <laughs> for uh, for a bet that he lost. I guess he, he owed somebody some big red bubble gum. Huh. But uh, yeah, so um, that, so the manager, the touring manager for uh, in this moment, called me up. And we were like, well, we need you to drive um, them from their, from their trailer to the stage and then back from the stage, back to the trailer. So I get, I get to the trailer and, um, you know, she comes out and I was like, wow, who, who you know, because back then it was like she was, there was still kind of a smaller band and not everybody knew who they were. And she came out. I was like, wow, look at this blonde. It's, it's ridiculous. She's, she was booming, you know. So she comes out, she gets in the car. And then her bandmates come out, and and they're they're all you know, you know they're just antiquing themselves. They're they're taking baby powder and they're throwing it in their hair, on their clothes well, and you stuff. Do that? Well, <laughs> do you do that? Yeah, but uh, no, at least on my festivals. I don't do that. <laughs> Before festivals. <laughs> yeah. So uh, <laughs> so 
So I was like, hey, are your, are your bandmates getting in the car too? And I go out in the window, I was like, are you guys getting in the car? And they're like, no, nah, we're going to walk it. And I was like, oh, I was like, oh. And I, now I realize, you know, she, the only reason she wasn't walking to to the stage is because she had like nine inch spike heels that she was wearing that I bet day. she steps on so many dicks with those heels. Uh, but she, tell you what, she was, she was really, yeah, right. really, really nice. And, and, you know, she she was very polite. Yeah, and she just know. got all the let out I'm, on dudes' dicks. I'm like, sure. this is the female medicine Dude, in my car. Awesome. Yeah, you know? So, like, it was kind of cool, you know? And then, like, you know, of course, when I picked them up when they were done with their set and then t- took them back, and, you know, she was cool then, too. And, you know, <laughs> she was cool the whole, too. Yeah, that, she was cool, just as cool. Yeah. I'm saying, man, I, I don't know if she is now because she got blown up a little bit more now. These hey. days, she's she's pretty much, you know, the, the top metal chick, I would say, besides well, Lizzie as, Hale. As well she you know. should be. She's a fucking badass, man. And she's smoking hot. Well, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that helps. Yeah. <laughs> helps. Right, that always helps. So so I started listening to them a little bit more. And, and if, you're a, if you're a sucker for powerful female vocals like I am, I am an absolute fucking Stevie Nicks, Maria Brink, fucking Lita Albin, Ford. Lita Ford. <laughs> yes. Man, I love Amy Lee. I just... Uh, I'm an absolute sucker for powerful female vocals. So anyway, long story short, I go on my little. If they're done right, though, I mean honestly. Well, eh, well, they're done right. You'll probably hear them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll hear them. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) If not, you won't. Exactly. But anyway, so they were they were fucking great. Um, I loved them, and then I got to see one of my all-time favorite bands that I've never seen before, Flog and Molly. Oh yeah, Flog and Molly. They were they were. They were spot on. They were fucking great. They were fucking great. <laughs> fucking great. Yeah. Fucking great day. Uh, so yeah, they played. They, and see, one thing I didn't like about this festival, and one thing I don't like about this festival, is if you're not a headliner, you're getting a 30-minute set. Yo, oh yeah. Oh, and yeah. that blows. Like that well, fucking blows, dude. They need to, what they need to do is have <laughs> less of these small-time bands and more, and, and just more mid mid-level bands, yeah, so, the so they can play longer. Bands. But guess what? <laughs> How are the smaller bands gonna be? Big time bands, unless you have get them a shot at these giant festivals, right. they, they need to have their voices heard. They need to have their their, their songs put out there. Yeah, but don't so. hamstring my experience. No, because you know I remember back in back in the real when the real Lollapaloozas were going on back in the '90s. You know, I remember those bands like, you know, they they always had at least an hour set each of them. So they 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 handle their time frames a lot more than these newer festivals that, you know, they're, they're giving these guys, you know, 30 minutes, you know. You're going to travel three states over for this festival to play for 30 minutes? Right. Go fuck yourself. I mean, uh, right, that's yeah. what I would say. You know, I'd rather, I'd rather play, you know, tagging along on, on somebody else's tour and, you know, at least get an hour set. Right. You know? And, and one of the things that's always intrigued me about Flog and Molly is – is there's so much production that goes into their into their music? Like there's just so many, so many different instruments and so much just so much going on. And you, and a lot of times yeah. you with bands that have so much going on, it sounds like you know a little bit clustered. Well, they reminded me a lot of uh, Gogo Bordello because Gogo Bordello yeah. and Flogging Molly both have that that edge. Yeah, you know that that you makes know, you want to dance. They're different. Tap they're, they're, your feet. They're different, and they have other instruments going on. They don't just have the rock. You know, guitar, bass, drums. You know, singer going, they have, and keyboards. You know, they have other stuff going on. Right, yeah. right. And and so you know, Dave King and and Bridget Regan, they're actually married now, which is interesting. They came out and they fucking brought down the brought down the house. Um, something interesting that I, I I looked a little bit more into them. Something something interesting that, about them that I actually didn't know is that Dave King actually used to play with Fast Eddie Clark from Motorhead. No shit. Yeah. Oh, let me. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, God, well, 
yeah, yeah, two God fingers to the sky, Lenny. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But uh, so yeah, and and they played at this one bar, Molly Malone's, back in the early '90s. Every single Monday night. Hence, hence they they always said he's like, oh, you know, fucking we've done so much playing here, we fucking flogged the bastard. <laughs> so here comes. That's pretty so, cool. I didn't, yeah. Know, yeah, I didn't know that. Little fun yeah. fact. I didn't know he played with Fast Eddie Clark from Motorhead. That's fucking wow. right. Yeah, that's fucking cool. Yeah. Um. So anyway, there's a there's a few other ones there that we really loved. Obviously Chevelle. I've seen Chevelle fucking sixty seven and a half. You times. know, all of our ladies were not impressed with Chevelle. Is that just a guy thing? You think? Because because Kristen I, loves them. Kristen. I, they loves were Chevelle. really good. I mean, I thought so. I. I mean, they weren't as raw as the last. Well, the last time I saw them, they were in a smaller club, you know, venue. But this time, you know, of course, they were playing in front of thousands of people. But I thought they were just as good, if not better. Well, yeah, I mean, they've been they've been playing for close to twenty years, you know. Did, did, were, hey, last year, did you see Breaking Benjamin? I did. I was, you know, I know Breaking Benjamin. Blah, blah, Breaking well, Benjamin. it's one of those rock, like radio rock. It's bands, one of those. They're good. Yeah. I like them. They're good. You're good. I like but them. I was really impressed with their set and their montage. That they, yeah. they did the montage with like a whole bunch of different rock songs, you know, collaborated together, and it sounded really, really good. I thought. I agree. And I thought that Breaking Benjamin, honestly, and I, I don't. It kills me to say this because I love Chevelle so much that they their set was better last year than, than Chevelle set this year. They they just kept your interest a little bit more. I think well, you know they they just had that that edge that that they didn't have and the Chevelle didn't. You know, not that their songs all sound the same, Maybe but when, you, when you see them live, their songs <laughs> right. all kind of start sounding the same. <laughs> you know, come on. Mm-hmm. I mean, they have right. that, that that certain sound, which isn't a bad thing because you know that distinguishes them from all the other bands out there. But right. but that you know their, their sound kind of is a little bit. Uh, it can be a little bit, you know, monotonous after a while. Yeah. I guess to certain to certain listeners, not to me, but but I get to the girls. You know, to the, to the women that we were with, because because they were kind of like that. saying that. I can see that. Well, you you know you can probably speak on on Chevelle's behalf a little bit more than I can this year because I was you know neck deep in a pit of <laughs> flailing arms and probably seven shades drunker than any person should be at any given moment. Yeah, you're sneaking those bladders into the, the concert. Oh yeah, dude. So that was a funny thing too. So me being the cheap fuck that I am, I uh, I got this bladder, this plastic bladder that. Uh, that one would buy, you know, for a cruise or something like that. And I filled it with an entire bottle of vodka. And then you stuck it in your ass, right? No. Yeah. The whole thing. Sideways. No. It felt like a waterbed in my rectum. Oh, you're gross. But, uh, no, I took medical tape and I, and I taped it to my leg and and, and the shittiest part is I thought I had done a good job, but the, the spout of it was like kind of nestled up in between my taint, my, and my balls. Yeah, TMI, but yeah, I got yeah, you. And, and every step I took, it felt like the fucking tectonic plates of the earth shifting, and it hurt <laughs> so bad. So my fucking taint was all rubbed. And that's the power of alcoholism, right? Because I, yeah. I did all of this shit just for a buzz, right? Fucking idiot. Hey, and for other people's sakes, like mine. Yeah, you drank, you drank taint vodka, didn't you? You had oh, some yeah. taint vodka. I did. I did. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so let's let's. I wasn't. I actually I missed corn. Uh, well, we were we were walking out. I've seen them so many times. Yeah. Once for me, met them. I mean, yeah, they were they're they're uh, they're always good, you know. But they're always. <laughs> yeah, they're always corn. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, from I I heard them from outside of the venue, and they sounded relatively. Yeah, me great. too. I was outside the venue, but yeah, they sounded relatively great. Um, so one one let's uh, probably the main focus of the entire show, and everybody. 
everybody wants to hear about them is Tool. Oh yeah, and they played it's, their they played their first two songs from the new album at Rockville for the first time live on stage anywhere. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. I thought they were good. I've seen Maynard three times. You saw Maynard because I didn't see that motherfucker well, the whole time. I, I saw their was, band. I saw what he was dressed up like. It yeah. was it was some kind of like a neo uh, black army attire with the black helmet. Like, I don't know why he dresses up to, to the nines when he doesn't even get seen on camera once. Well, that was a point, too, is I've seen – I've paid copious amounts of money to see – I saw Tool once in Hawaii, in Honolulu, probably eight years ago. And I saw Perfect Circle, obviously, with you guys. Which sucked donkey ass, in yeah, my opinion. Yeah, and then I saw Tool again this year. And whereas they played a fantastic set and they're a phenomenal band, like, you know, they always play a great set. I, I'm kind of sick of the Maynard hiding in the shadows bullshit. I know okay. that's part the of la- this well, thing. The last time I saw him, he wasn't hiding in the shadows. What he usually does is he, he, he'll he turn around at, at the beginning of the show, and he'll have all these layers of clothing on. And then you know he'll start playing, and how much he likes your city and how much he's feeling in the crowd, he'll start peeling the layers of clothing off, and then he'll start turning around slowly – and so by the time the end of the show is, he's you know either he's shirtless or he's he's got like two three layers depending on how much he hates you, you know. But this time around, he's not even doing that. Rock he, and roll diva. It's man. fine. It's 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 okay. It's you know, not. if if you're if you're there just to hear Tool, it's fine because well, no. he's doing what he has to do, obligated contractual Tool performance. But as far as being a a performer like. Like like the zombie show, he wasn't close to being no. a performer. You know, he's more of an like, oh, listen to my art. You know, versus oh, check me out. You know, it's like, the, the monitors even weren't even on for him. Well, I the mean, monitors weren't even on. I'm not there to just hear tool. I'm there to experience, see, and experience tool. You know, and so whereas you know, and he, and I know that's like I said, that's part of his thing. That's part of what he does, which is fine. But when I Wait in a festival in a 90-degree fucking heat, sweating my ass off. I've already sweated through three layers of clothing, you know, throughout the day. I'm piss drunk, um, dabbling between piss drunk and hungover. Um, you know, I want a little bit of something from the band. You know, I want, uh, you know, at least show yourself to me because I've not only have I paid money to see you, you know, I I want a little bit of something from the band. I at least want you to turn around. Not even – it wasn't even a, hey, thanks for hanging out and, you know, good night. It was nothing. Like, he just stayed in the back by the drummer in the shadows all night. And I just – Okay, know, well, you know, Maynard is Maynard. You know, you can't control what he does. You know, if it was up to him, he'd be sitting in his, his goddamn wine, wine vineyard just – Sitting there jerking his chode the whole time instead of going back out on the road. He's also got a ton going on too, I'm sure. You know, he's yeah, he's old as fuck. (laughs) (laughs) No, he's got medical issues up his ass. Well, he does. He's got a hip replacement. Oh Jesus, here we go. He opened a restaurant. He's got his wine bullshit. I'm (laughs) meaning. I know. Yeah, and and I'm rich as fuck. I agree. Like I, if I pay all that money and I sweat through a festival for three fucking days in the 90 degree heat. And pay four dollar be- or four dollar waters and ten dollar beers. You better at least address, come out and say hi. Exactly. Come out and say exactly. hi to me. Well, you know, uh, what was that Kentucky uh, metal festival? 
I forget what it, what it was called, but it was like the next the weekend. Bourbon festival. The, it was the Kentucky Bourbon Festival. Uh, I, I don't know if something. it was bourbon. It was uh something. It was another rock metal festival, mm-hmm. pretty much just like Rockville. Like a week later, yeah. they got rained the fuck out, and they, they oh no, that they, was North Carolina. That's right. That was North that's Carolina. Right. Yeah. That's right. And they and Tool couldn't even perform. The funny story is is my friends, some friends of mine went to that festival, and they talked so much man. shit about Rockville. They're like, fuck Rockville. We're but it did look. Like, I mean, it really did look like a great lineup. Right. Well, they always they even said that like, it's gonna fucking rain. This shit's gonna suck. And they were sending me sending me pictures of like campers blown over and shit oh yeah, oh, like, yeah. jokes on you fucker <laughs> <laughs> well it was almost on us as well i mean the rain wasn't a joke with us but it, right. it wasn't as bad i mean that, the rain the wolf those, was good those well yeah <laughs> <laughs> but those 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 guys you know in uh what, where did you say it was north carolina oh that was a Re- Re- rebellion that rebellion. was that, that's what it was called Rock yes Yes. Yes. Those guys. I, I feel anybody who who went to that show, I am so sorry because I know the parking was a nightmare. Everything about that venue fucking sucked. And it was the first year they ran that that festival as well. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. So. Well. Um, all right. Well, I think that concludes our uh, our first episode here. So if you if you like what you're hearing, we're gonna come out with an episode a week. Um, we're gonna be just be talking about albums dropping, uh, different different experiences we've had through rock and roll. Later, guys. Yep, and there goes Mark. He's gone. Mark, the audio slave. He's peace now. I think he's having a Nick fit. But anyway, if you if you like what you hear, please subscribe. Um, and we're gonna start coming out with episodes every week, uh, talking about different things and basically just uh, bullshitting around with you guys. So thanks for stopping by, and we'll talk to you soon. <laughs>